When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's up, everybody? This is Brian here to tell you about our podcast, Bingetown TV. Our hosts include seven best friends with a love for all things television. We cover a range of genres with a focus on fantasy and sci-fi, but also dip our feet into drama, horror, comedy, and pretty much anything we think is good television. We use the traditional deep dive formula for new live shows that are released week to week, but our calling card is our Rooks and Vets and Pitchtown TV series. Rooks and Vets pairs two of our hosts that have seen a show with two of our hosts that have not seen a show. Pitchtown TV is when we have a special guest pitch us a show by having us watch the pilot and trying to convince us to watch the rest. If you're craving more content on some of your favorite TV shows, then you should listen to Bingetown TV. Find us on our website at bingetowntv.com, the Apple Podcast app, Spotify, or wherever else you may find your podcast. Hey guys, uh, obviously this is not the normal time that you would be getting an episode of Horror Movie Night, but it is July 5th, which as longtime fans know is the actual, it's official, we're two years old now, we've been a podcast for two years, uh, that's fucking nuts, um, so as we did last year, I took clips from episodes 40 up to ep- or episode 41 up to episode 90 this time and made a new best of uh, episode there's some uh, ads for a bunch of our friends podcasts and projects uh, a lot of people have guessed it this year that didn't guess last year so you know we're giving as many of them a shout out as we possibly can fit into this jam-packed best of episode if you have friends that you think would love horror movie night uh, this is the episode to show them if you want to get them uh, into it and then they can work their way through the back catalog. This is a great way to kind of get acquainted with our sense of humor and some of our inside jokes. Uh, but the three of us just wanted to take some time real quick to uh, to individually thank you guys because this is this is nuts. Like this last year has been fucking insane for us, honestly. Yeah, man. Like I said, I I think this was on episode 100, like, you know, five years ago when we all started talking to each other. I fucking certainly didn't expect this. This is... Yeah, we've we've only I mean, the numbers, the numbers like fluctuate, which is fine. But like the amount of random new diehard fans that we gain every couple days is insanity. Uh, the, the guys like like the Rudy and and the, the Stevens and the Megans out there that just not only do they love the show, but like people like Jr. who are just re-listening to it just for shits and giggles. Um, you guys are awesome, and you, you give us uh, the motivation that we need to keep doing the show, because we're certainly not, you know, we've got the Patreon, but we're not really, that's not really benefiting any of our pockets. It's just kind of going back to you guys, for you guys to have merch, and for us to go to these conventions, and hopefully one day meet you guys in person. Um, unfortunately, most of you live uh, in in the UK, <laughs> and, and a lot of the other of you live in the middle of nowhere where there's no conventions, so it doesn't make it easy. But well, yeah, we're not about to go to West Virginia anytime fucking soon. I'll tell you that. <laughs> I mean, we've seen enough things. We've seen enough horror movies to know exactly what happens in West Virginia. 
Yeah, I've been I've been threatened. It's been threatened that I'm going to meet Rudy in a few weeks. So. Dude, I'm so jealous. Yeah, that's going to be fun. Rudy's a good dude. I'm 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 hoping he can make it down to San Diego for the day so I can uh, finally meet that big lovable man in in uh in person. Now, I'm looking at the list of uh best of clips here. Now, I haven't heard the episode, so I don't know exactly what's going in there. But are you sure you want to put that Care Bears clip in there, Matt? Are you sure you <laughs> want to remind people? <laughs> Oh yeah, because the the uh, the crapping on that came from that is definitely worth it. Um, so this is this is the thing that is probably my favorite element about the uh, the best of episode is that I literally listened to all forty episodes that will be considered, um, and it's really interesting to listen to how the inside jokes grow throughout the year uh, and expand upon. Um, not to give away too much of the good stuff that you're going to get in this episode, but uh, you will most definitely get a full, all-inclusive summary of where we are, or where Adam is in Flavor of Love Season 2 at the end of this. So if you're looking at this episode and you're like, holy shit, this episode's like 90 minutes long. 30 minutes of that, at least, is just dedicated to Adam talking about Flavor of Love. <laughs> the best television show that has ever been produced. <laughs> well, in, until uh, I Love Money came out. <laughs> I don't even want to think about that right now. So. Yeah, but give it a couple hours and I want to think about it. Yeah, uh, give it a couple hours and I'll forget how much I hate myself and I'll fucking watch more episodes of I Love Money. <laughs> yeah. So so I will ask you guys a quick question because we've asked this to the fans. Um, do you guys have any favorite uh, moments? Uh, and I've got, okay, so there's two questions. One, do you have any favorite moments from the show? Um, and do you have any favorite like moments outside of the show, like Facebook page or Twitter account that like stick out to you as just like big highlights of this year? Well, I mean, my still my all-time favorite probably um, episode is going to be The Brain, but that's from last year. So yeah. this year, it just kind of – it's hard to – and this is like a compliment sandwich, I guess. Um, it's hard for me to pick my favorite episode from this year because we killed it. Like yeah. there was – we had – I think that we just got better at what we were talking about and how we were talking about it and – you know, we were just kind of in the same headspace, and like yeah. there, there's a lot of funny moments. Like I, I'm actually, I'm really looking forward to listening to the best of myself because, like, I know that you, I've, I've seen the list of a lot of the stuff that you're gonna do, but out of context, I can't remember how funny they are. Yeah, so, and I did that on purpose. I knew that you guys would be able to look at the list, so I tried to make it like obscure enough that you might not remember exactly why I picked it. But yeah. good, in, but like uh, enough that I'd remember. I would say the best episode, honestly, um, and it might be my favorite episode we've ever done. The brain is pretty high up there, but elves, elves was a fucking <laughs> amazing episode. Yeah, elves is a really great episode. <laughs> I uh, I forget that that's technically this year because our years go July to July. I uh, I feel like it took us a while, but we finally sort of found that groove that we were looking for, where it's like we get into the episode and we start getting like energized on it. Like we start it, like we're this is like we don't have any more like Jennifer's bodies or anything. Where like we were all just real fucking beat and didn't have the energy to really put into it. 
Uh, and I do still apologize for that because that was Scott's episode, and he was real bummed that we <laughs> that we <laughs> didn't have the energy for it. Um, but yeah, I feel like we hop in here and like it just like crescendos right up. Like we just start getting energized, energized real quick. I was gonna say the thing that I've really loved the most this year um, is like I love the the growing photoshops that people have been bringing <laughs> into the Facebook page, and also Monster Mania. That Monster Mania. Kind I was of about bummed- to say. Monster Mania bummed me out a little bit that Adam wasn't there, but, like, doing our first live show, uh, even though, like, half the audience wasn't really listening. <laughs> oh, the shit. They couldn't not listen because we were yeah. screaming obscenities at them. But, I mean, I thought both of those episodes came out way better than I had hoped. I, I was – I kept a positive attitude for you guys, but I was nervous as fuck leading all the way up until the end of the last episode. Just, like, this is going to bomb. This isn't going to go well. We're not going to know how to do this live. Um, so for it to actually work out, I mean, when we read Adam's comments on Freddy's dead and that crowd exploded into applause afterwards, that was kind of fucking surreal. That was awesome. Yeah. I give a a tip of my fedora to that. (laughs) (laughs) Um, It's a trilby. And I'll be at, I'll be at a bunch of other cons and we'll see if we can maybe pull off one more, uh, before next year's monster mania with all three of us, but that it's tough with a distance and flights and scheduling and just finding the right convention. It's not exactly the most, yeah, it's not the most easy thing in the world for us to pull off. Uh, but thank you guys for listening. Um, we've taken up plenty of your time as is, and you didn't come here to listen to us talk. You came here because you, you want to listen to us talk. Yeah, you, want to listen, <laughs> you want to listen to the good shit, not the sentimental shit. So thank you guys so much for listening. And, uh, I hope you enjoy the best of episode. Love you guys. What's up, everybody? This is Brian here to tell you about our podcast, Bingetown TV. Our hosts include seven best friends with a love for all things television. We cover a range of genres with a focus on fantasy and sci-fi, but also dip our feet into drama, horror, comedy, and pretty much anything we think is good television. We use the traditional deep dive formula for new live shows that are released week to week, but our calling card is our Rooks and Vets and Pitchtown TV series. Rooks and Vets pairs two of our hosts that have seen a show with two of our hosts that have not seen a show. Pitchtown TV is when we have a special guest pitch us a show by having us watch the pilot and trying to convince us to watch the rest. If you're craving more content on some of your favorite TV shows, then you should listen to Bingetown TV. Find us on our website at bingetowntv.com, the Apple Podcast app, Spotify, or wherever else you may find your podcast. My cape is blue, tried to cut, then hang me too, got fucked up by Mary Lou, out the window I've been shoved. 
prom won't wait. Mary Lou has 16 dates. Molesting showers with your mates. A steak bum from above. So let's make out a prom, all right, said a teacher's crotch alight. Mary Lou gives men a fright. It's horror movie night. Oh, my God! <laughs> that was amazing! <laughs> 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 record a podcast. Wow! <laughs> yeah, she packed, she packed her career with the same role pretty early on. And that's why she's mostly remembered as being uh, the chick from Halloween, because she didn't really do a whole lot in, until uh, Trading Places, where you're like, oh, that chick, yeah, all right. Uh, also, True Lies. Yeah, that, that too, but that was what, like 20 years <laughs> like, after I, Halloween? It was weird that your go-to there was Lindsay Lohan's Trading Places, Matt, I'm just saying. Oh. No, what? No, he said... Um, uh, yeah, Trading Places is the Dan Aykroyd. Not Freaky Eddie Friday. Oh yeah. wait, no, no, no! I thought you meant Freaky Friday. Never mind. Yeah, you're right. Trading Places. You're absolutely what? right. Oh man, you know what's a good movie? Yeah. Trading, Trading Places. places. <laughs> <laughs> I fucking love that movie. Like, Looking good, Billy Ray. Yeah. Lifts him up to skateboard. He's like, it's a miracle. <laughs> Trading Places has my favorite delivery of any line, which is when Eddie Murphy has that huge party. And uh, he wants everyone to leave, so he just unplugs the stereo and goes, Tension, everybody, get the fuck out. <laughs> and just cuts to the next scene. <laughs> I feel like that's the way you end your parties, Matt. Pretty much. That's, that's why I don't have sex. It's not because of my face or my general attitude towards human beings. It's, well, uh... I, I, definitely not your face because your jawline is looking hard as fuck, dude. Oh, yeah. Um, Thank you. Uh, just for, for everybody out there, Matt has been killing it at the gym just straight <laughs> murdering it and uh he's looking damn good hey i i need to i i'll be right back okay all right that's fine we right. we got this going so let's talk about how good looking i am some more <laughs> 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 that's what the primal uh, episode is about it's the uh, hey i'm hot now episode <laughs> like, yeah but he ends up in the hospital and she breaks him out of the hospital, and they're trying to figure out who the next victims are going to be. And they find a card that says 420 on it. So they think that that's like, hey, meet me somewhere at 420. <laughs> nope. And the guy's like, no, no, it's got to mean something else. And he calls a random person. And again, I'm about to use a word that I don't normally use. But for the sake of quoting the movie accurately, because it is one of the best delivered lines in the movie, he's calling his friend, and he's like, Bro, I need to figure this out. 420, like, who would that be about? What, what do you think about when you hear the term 420? Oh, my God. Oh, goes, my God. Oh, and then he hey, goes, hey, audience, what do you think of? But then he just goes, the 420 boys, those fags. I forgot all about them. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, like, I wish I would have watched that part. <laughs> so it shows it's just a black stoner, a white stoner, and probably the most attractive girl in the movie, which is not saying a ton. No. Uh, just hanging out outside of the fast food place. And uh, the chick is getting hit on by Morgan Spurlock, who's playing the current employee at the uh, restaurant. Uh, while the other two guys are playing in the children's ball pit and pissing into a clown mouth. Yeah, he just randomly starts pissing all over this clown speaker thing that's in the in the play area. And his other friend's are like, bro, you taking a piss? And he's like, yeah, I am. 
And then we'll just laugh it off. It's too funny. Ha <laughs> <laughs> ha. Like, there might be a reason why why that guy called them a fag, like, fags earlier in the movie. <laughs> so they were certainly living up to being, like, really weird, like, fucked up guys. But, uh... Wait, the... wait, 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 wait. Wait. Why in the flying fuck was Morgan Spurlock roped into drive through Because he's the first person you think of when you think of fast foods. And they probably were like, we need oh. one good cameo. Let's get Ow. Morgan Spurlock in this. And he actually doesn't do a terrible job. I mean, his scene is far from the worst scene in this movie. Uh, but yeah, so the 420 boys also... The thing is that they don't refer to any of these things as murders, which is the most amazing part. It's always <laughs> referred to as a disappearance. There's fucking blood filling the back of a truck. And they're like... Four teens disappeared today. <laughs> like, yeah, like, yeah. Yeah. like the ball pit balls are like floating in blood, and they're like, I don't know, they might still be alive. When I was in college, there I would get home at like maybe nine o'clock at night, and I wouldn't go to bed until like two or three in the morning because my first classes weren't until like noon. And usually, I would just put on one movie, and it was usually one of the following three movies. I would just put on one movie, watch it, and then the menu would just loop for a while, and eventually the movie would start again, or I would get tired of hearing the same musical loop for too long and hit play. <laughs> but those those movies were Garden State. No surprise there. Sleepaway Camp. No surprise there either. And Care Bears 2, The New Generation. <laughs> All right, um, uh, we're going to need some explanation on that one. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, you just explained your dry streak, but... Uh. Hey, mortals, it's me, Captain Ginyu, and if you're looking for the world's greatest Dragon Ball Z podcast, it's got to be Krillin' It with Danny and Ify. Join comedians Danny Fernandez and Ify Wadaway as they sit down each and every week with our new guests and discuss an episode of Dragon Ball Z. Make sure to catch all my exploits with Master Frieza just by simply going to iTunes, subscribing, rating, and reviewing. And don't forget to follow us on Twitter at KrillinitPod. Keep on Krillin', Krillers. Wait, Lord Frieza! Um, so the whole premise of the show is people are getting taken over by ants, right? Like ants are crawling in their ears and taking their brains over, right? Yeah. So the one chick, she gets a bunch of ants in her ears and, and 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 they figure out that the only way to get the ants out of your ears is to get fucked, like to have sex. Oh so God. so so one of the characters literally fucks the ants right out of her. Like <laughs> it's so stupid. It's, I think that that's supposed to be some sort of meta commentary about like entertainment, but it just is real ham fisted. Oh, one hundred percent. They are trying to say something, but it's just the worst thing ever. It's, <laughs> <laughs> it, it's every time that you tell us about this show, it just sounds like a show that you made up. Like, <laughs> like, <laughs> I know, I know. Does that not sound just ridiculous? Like, oh, she gets infected by alien ants and then she gets them fucked right out like, wait does she become an alien ant farm <laughs> 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 
consistently people are people are like annie are you okay are you okay are you okay annie? oh but she got struck by a smooth criminal uh i did i did actually like a second song by them they had a song called these days and uh they like they did a video where they where they bombed they like photo bombed the bet awards <laughs> so i didn't i never knew this do you know what the name of their first album was? Nope. Greatest Hits. <laughs> That's, I, I like Christ. the concept of them way better than, like, <laughs> I listened to that full full album at one point or another. and uh, Oh, and, 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 Anthology? And... <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes. I mean, I like the concept of them, but they really, they could not carry a full album. They were not that great. They wrote some good songs, at least two, maybe three. So that was about it. Hey, hey Matt, I hate to break it to you, but um, they didn't write Smooth Criminal. <laughs> hey, they did a better version of Smooth Criminal than the original, and I'm standing by that. Do, yeah. do not. I'm going to tell Megan not to listen to this episode because she will fucking kill you for saying that. <laughs> dude, dude, she's sitting next to me. She figured out what you said. She's, <laughs> she's so fucking mad right now. <laughs> She's going to unfriend you over this. Tell her that it's okay. It's okay. It's okay, Megan. <laughs> I'm not. Dude, I want to I want to actually. No, no, uh, no. You have to say it. Yes. Dude, you, dude, you got to. You got to fucking say it. Like, no. Are you, okay? Are you okay? Are you okay, Megan? <laughs> okay, I want to be beef. Beef is my spirit animal. Now, this was before I heard him talk. <laughs> and I realized... And I realized how flamboyantly gay he was. But this was like when he sang that song in like whatever the spotlight in that weird record room. And then he like opened the coffin. He was just like, (laughs) that was fucking awesome. (laughs) I was like, I want to be this guy. And then all of a sudden he started talking like this. (laughs) And I was like, so long as I get to be that other guy most of the time, (laughs) I'm already with him. Uh, he said, Famel Chris here. Uh, apologies for munchies. I hope there's no hard feelings, but thank you for the Maniac Cop review as I loved it. Uh, I feel as though some grudges may still be held for my munchies recommendation. So I'd like to make a possible new request for a future show. Or, uh, uh, the Dark Horse of the Nightmare series, part two. I've met Mark Patton at a few cons over the years, and Mark is a KC native like myself. He came to town a few years back to screen the film at a local theater. Uh, I love the Nightmare on Elm Street series, and Part 2 doesn't get much love. I feel Freddy is still really creepy in Part 2, and you could have a field day with all the gay overtones. I could talk all day about Nightmare on Elm Street and can't wait to see Mark's Kickstarter documentary that he's doing called Scream Queen. Again, apologies for Munchies. Love you guys. Fan mail, Chris. Uh, Chris, you have definitely made up for Munchies (laughs) because there is so much to talk about with this movie. Uh, but yeah, in- I just want to say this is not the dark horse of the series. This is the unicorn. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Great show, guys. <laughs> My favorite thing is that the daughter and her boyfriend, O.D., uh, have you ever seen 
that commercial for punk and it's like uh yes. like they look like the car- like I almost want to track down that ad to see if it's actually them because they it's look not. so much <laughs> like them. <laughs> it it definitely is not, but you could like I they, if they're not purposely aping Terrorvision, then I don't know what they're fucking doing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's like, oh, you know what I really hate is, you know, normal people music. I love punk music. Yeah. And then it cuts right to, oh, Mickey, you're so fine. Or like, <laughs> what the fuck are you talking my, about? My favorite one was like, my favorite like cut in that commercial, because I've watched that commercial so many times, is he's like, you, you know what I'm really sick of is when I buy all these albums and there's only one or two good songs. What is it going to do for me, a punk rocker? But now it's got all my favorite hits. And then immediately it's like, who could it be now? <laughs> <laughs> it's, a place, it's, it's a fucking new wave CD. <laughs> <laughs> no oh, it's so good. It's The best part about this day already is the fact that we're discussing the the, the punk compilation that you love. Instead of Terrorvision, like that's just pretty much exactly what I was expecting to have happen. You know what really makes us mad is wasting money on CDs with only one or two good songs. Yeah, tell them about punk. Yeah, we got this CD called Punk. It's loaded with our favorite tunes, man. Yeah. Just listen. Punk CD has 36 tunes, man, and I'm telling you, they're all great. Yeah. And, like, that whole scene's great, and then immediately we're introduced to the weird aunt, who is the star of this movie, in my book. Like, she gives oh, the I'm most... Oh, I, I called her T-Mom. <laughs> she is the most baffling performance in the entire film. I, I sometimes will talk to my roommate like her. That was certainly nice of me, wasn't it, huh? (laughs) I packed you a whole bag of chips. At least, I think I did. Uh. Oh, I remember. I tied a ribbon around my finger so I wouldn't forget. Like, she sounds like someone's... You guys Keebler Elves before you talk. I was going to say, she sounds like someone's impression of, like, a prince. Like, like, the way she was... Like, just, this is the least fluid, least human acting I've ever seen. <laughs> like, she's, like, a fucking robot or stuff. But I just, like, when she did, like, the chip thing and she, like, puts her hand up to her mouth, like, I wanted her to just turn to the camera and be like, do you think I'm fucking crazy? I don't know. <laughs> Same set as Castle Freak. Um, what? Was that really? No, but I would believe it, actually. That wouldn't shock me. I can't imagine that there's a ton of castles that Charles Band has at his disposal. <laughs> that, that does seem like such a total Charles Band maneuver, though. He's like, ah, shit, we got 15 minutes to kill. You guys want to make a movie? <laughs> we can turn it into an hour, don't worry. <laughs> yeah, Charles, what do you want to make the movie about? Uh, I don't know, fucking dolls. We'll just do dolls again, whatever. <laughs> well, this was the first of the dolls movie. This is two years before the first Puppet Master. Oh, this is Holy really... shit! Yeah. You see his uh, his fetish really kick into overdrive here. Like, <laughs> he's discovering something inside himself. 
Um, this, this definitely woke something within him. <laughs> but so so Scott, you already brought it up. So let's let's dive right into it. The fucking dream sequence with that teddy bear is so good, and. <laughs> The best part is when the fucking Fucking bear shrugs. Oh my god. (laughs) She just likes Teddy and he's like, ah, you got me. Happy go lucky song credits start rolling. Like, this movie could have ended there. And I would have been still like, this movie's awesome. If this movie was a 15 minute short just about a killer teddy bear, it would have been Oscar worthy. And it's also more fun. Because things actually happen. Yeah, I understand. Everything is like a dream, but so nothing happens, but it's still like there's action. <laughs> Holy oh, shit, wait, I wait, forgot that wait, it had the wait, dream wait. ending. Wait. I completely forgot that it ends on a dream. <laughs> <laughs> the end of this movie was it was just a dream. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, Thank yeah. God, I have to watch this. <laughs> this, which is ironic because you know the movie that Wait, we watched last weekend. It with yeah, everything just being bodies. What the fuck? <laughs> no, the best part is that like there's dream sequences within this dream sequence of an entire film. Doesn't she even acknowledge that? She yes, say, she's like there was even a dream within my dream. <laughs> yeah, but there was a dream within a dream within a dream within a dream. <laughs> Oh my god. Literally. This is literally student body. (laughs) The theme song ties it all together, too, because the theme song, the chorus is, It's just a nightmare. (laughs) Hey, horror movie night. Tom Pandich here. Um, My favorite moment from this season is just the disdain that Adam had in his voice when Matt told him that he had watched Terror Tunes nine times. I mean, just the crush, how crushed he sounded was absolutely spectacular. Thanks, guys, for the great podcast. No. Okay, this, cool. By the way. We haven't had one of these in a while. You guys are fucking wrong. <laughs> it's awful. It's this is, I'm so tired. I'm so fucking tired of doing bad 80s horror comedies. This fucking Space Invaders. Fucking this is nowhere bad. near as bad as Space Invaders. You take that shit back. What was the other one? Was it Goo? Was it Ghoulies? What was it? Ghoulies uh, 2, there was Munchies, there was Spookies. Munchies was fucking brutal. This is... I hate this shit. I'm so fucking done with this shit. <laughs> Wait, it's not no. fucking funny. Oh! <laughs> so, um... Uh, any new listeners... I picked this movie. I picked uh, I picked Ghoulies 2. Um, <laughs> I've picked, like, half of the shit that you hate. <laughs> I picked the I'm other half, so it's fine. Operation Metal Beast, or Project Metal Beast over here. Project Metal Beast has something to talk about. Just has, just, I'm, I'm so tired of these fucking rip ripoffs. I'm so ha- you know what? I'm glad that we're doing it, just to get it the fucking out of the way. Because I'm I, we, like, we have to have run the wire, drill wire, fucking well dry by now. Because <laughs> so many of the garbage. He's so fired up. It's the best episode of Horror Movie Night already. <laughs> Adam's like, I I'm watched so Critters Eat a Cow for 25 minutes! <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Paris, set a course. Set a course. Set, set, set a course for the Unstoppable Jack and Jen podcast and the Impossible. Star Trek Voyager being the material. Wine is the vehicle just like milk for your cereal. Another glass of Cabernet, cause it pairs with the Cross Galaxy. 
Never in my life was a crew so brave. Never was a time that I lacked rosé. But you learn something new each and every day. To explore new things is a Starfleet way. Podcast hailing from the Geekscape Nation. Talking Star Trek with the wine persuasion. So you want to live long and prosper fine? Then you better tune in to Seven, Seven of Wine. And this is Seven of Wine, where we review an episode of Star Trek Voyager and a bottle of wine at the same time. This movie is like the embodiment of schizophrenia, where it's just like there's there's seven different voices in your head. Don't create you. Yeah, there's multiple scenes where he plays like 14 characters explaining one thing. I can quote that Ottoman scene to Megan. She fucking hates it. <laughs> you know, I feel like there's a lot of stories that you tell in this show of stuff that you do that Megan hates and very few that, that are like, <laughs> Megan loves it. <laughs> Well, one, because that's not funny to tell stories that she likes. It's funnier to her for her to be the henpecked wife. Second of all, like, who's going to like it if you're like, where are the Ottomans? Like, you're be like, shut the hell up. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. I have I have a question. So there's, a, there's sort of like a montage scene where the little boy is like, you know, yucking it up with Ernest and, and, and Ernest is explaining something to him. But he he keeps switching between characters, right? Yeah. Like he's the old lady. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So is the little boy just sitting there in between <laughs> as costume between changes? Uh, like, yeah, <laughs> as, as Ernest goes to the back and, <laughs> and puts on old lady <laughs> I, I, want, I want to see that movie because that speech is probably way more confusing. He's like, that's about the Ottomans, and it's like. costume change. Now. Just like, say one line at a time, and then the. <laughs> that poor little boy. Like, comes uh, right I, I feel like that that kid, um, his relationship with Ernest is real confusing and somewhat uncomfortable for me. Um, it's a real Doc Brown, Marty McFly thing going on there. It's worse. No, 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 no. It's worse. This, this, this whole thing is fine. This whole thing is fine because in this movie, Ernest is asexual. Like, he does not have any attraction to anybody. He, you know, the only thing he cares about is his friends and rim shots. That's it. <laughs> um, okay, so so uh, Spangle gets taken by the frog people and Rowdy gets knocked out. Now, the tables are turned here. Because a frog woman is now going to try and rape Roddy. <laughs> yeah, she's. So, I actually thought that it was going to happen too. I was like, "Oh, Adam picked this because that frog is going to bang Roddy Piper." Nope, she's <laughs> just one horny toad. <laughs> oh, my oh my god! God, Matt, you can go to hell. <laughs> I want to quit the podcast. That pun was so bad. <laughs> you because it was so good, and we'll never top. <laughs> Well, I mean, we're going to top that like that toad is going to top Roddy Piper. <laughs> I'm sorry, but you can't follow that, Scott. You can't follow it. Dude. I'm not trying. Trust me, I'm not trying. So that was really good, Matt. I, I'm very, very proud of you. I'm going to give you a nice little butt tap when we see each other in a couple weeks. Um, <laughs> but the um, the next scene is the harem scene. And you guys can't – you guys cannot sit there and tell me that that scene isn't so weird and uncomfortable when they're most, like – Most of this movie is weird and like, uncomfortable. <laughs> like, 
I like it, but it's weird and uncomfortable in every way, shape, or form. Hey guys, it's Rudy. I was calling to say hi. Uh, not feeling the best because I've been sick, but I was trying to run through a bunch of episodes with my free time and see if I could. Uh, I think that my favorite moment this year was probably the beginning of the episode you guys did for my pick of The Lawnmower Man was great because I could tell you guys were so happy about the movie. <laughs> I could tell Adam put extra work into that intro. Plus, he read it, which was a surprise. All right, and we'll put some shapes in over here, some numbers, maybe a little lightning effect. <laughs> Sweet pew pew. Oh, hi. I didn't see you there. My name's Dick Fuckhead, and I'm the creator of the virtual reality you see in Lawnmower Man. After my work on Dire Straits' music video for Money for Nothing, I thought, what if human beings could live in that world? Wouldn't it be nightmarish? Ha <laughs> ha. Anyway, so me and, uh, with the help of my girlfriend, I mean Lab Monkey, I created that, uh, that virtual reality. I hooked her in, and she went on a kill-crazy rampage. It was a pretty crazy time. <laughs> now, if you'd like to hear more about the adventures of me and my fuck monkey, I mean girlfriend, I mean lab monkey, you can tune in today to Horror Movie Night. <laughs> Perfect. Oh my god. I, I had no way to, to... I was I was okay. Like, I was just holding it in. And then you said fuck monkey? Fuck <laughs> I think my face is like the darkest shade of maroon it's ever been right now. All right. Jesse, you seem like such a consummate professional. I feel bad that I started this episode by saying fuck monkey. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. I think probably one of my favorite parts of this movie is the whole montage with the spinning newspapers. Right? And and I've I've got it loaded up in front of me here. So I'm going to give you a play by play because this is some really fucking weird shit that's going on here. Okay. Okay. So. Toxie just saved the prostitute from the six dudes in the ring or whatever, right? Um, and they all died, and she put her back in the limo. Newspaper spins. Cuts to Toxie's in a field. He's wearing a coat, a hat, and glasses. Right? Turns around. <laughs> the is run, runs at the camera. He's just like, rah, rah, pulling it all off. He shakes his glasses off, and that's it. That's, I don't know why that. Cut to the little kids in the road, all right? Little kids playing on the road. There's Bozo. They're uh, talking about it. They're about to hit them. Uh, okay, here he comes. Toxie comes in, grabs the little kids, pulls them to the side of the road. Okay, Pozo misses them. That's cool. I, I, that that part makes sense, I guess. That's fine. Whatever. Newspaper spins. Okay, now Toxie's just screaming at a bridge. He's just in a dump yelling at a bridge. He's looking up and he's just going, ah! Ah, at a bridge. <laughs> Why? What are you doing? Okay, it's, this movie he's is helping. so existential. <laughs> he's he's gonna help the old lady across the street now, who is just slow as dirt. Oh, he's stopping cars. Oh, somebody can't get uh, a a container of uh, he like they can't get a jar open, so he like taps on her jar like her shoulder through the window. He's like, there you go, ma'am. Well, well, it's a jar of popcorn kernels, but because he's toxic waste, they turn into it's actual funny. popcorn that is continually popping because of his heat. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and then and then Toxie just hands a woman a baby back. Um, I don't know where the baby came from or how he saved it, but he's just holding the baby. He's like, here you go. And hands it to somebody. <laughs> She's like, who the fuck's baby is this? <laughs> 
Oh, yeah. So I love this whole section. Just this whole thing is just great. And then the gay hairdressers and stuff again, yeah. I want... Has anybody ever owned one of those uh, We Heart the Monster Hero shirts? I, I own one, yes. What? Nice. Yeah. They make those? They sell yeah, them on Troma.com, yeah. Hey, what's up, Horror Movie Night listeners? We are Scott and Liam vs. Evil, all the way from sunny Scotland. Every two weeks, we bring you two loosely linked horror films and more conspiracies than you can shake your anal probe at. So find us online. Search for Scott and Liam vs. Evil. We're fun. We're gloriously not safe for work. And we say fuck a lot. It's not a great movie, and a lot of what it makes me enjoy it is Robert Zadar, because I've seen several movies with Robert Zadar in them. Um, he's, uh, he's a, a terrifying looking man. He's a grotesque looking man and he can't act. And even in this movie where he has no lines, just his physical acting is so like weird and funny to me. <laughs> like, such a strange like somebody saw this guy on the street one day and was like, look at that fucking face. Look at that jawline. I have to put that guy in a movie. And it was simultaneously an awful idea and a great idea at the same time. And then, you know, and then you just got, like, I mean, it's the battle of the jawlines here with fucking Bruce Campbell in this movie as well. <laughs> but yeah, that was Starr. a huge surprise. Well, I was like, wait, Bruce Campbell? Like, I, I like Bruce Campbell a lot. Why are you here? I, and then, and then Robert Atkinson, Atkinson too. It was just like once I knew all three of these guys were in it, and and like it started rolling. I was like, I don't care. I could watch these guys fucking perform the ice capades. I don't give a shit. I'd <laughs> love it. I wouldn't care. Like I'm just so happy that these three people are in a movie together. It's just oh, I was so I was so just delighted. I appreciate that I'm looking at Robert Zadar's uh, IMDb page because I'm like, yeah, why is he familiar to me? And I just see that in the movie Tango and Cash, he played a character whose name is Face. Also, he played a cop in a movie called Rock and Roll Cops 2, The Adventure Begins. <laughs> which, <laughs> well, which is the is most it... confusing title I've ever heard in my life. Yeah, why, are, why is it part two if it's just beginning? <laughs> it says, Detective Jack Blade and his partner Banzaki are rock and roll cops from the Boogie Woogie Division. <laughs> Oh my god! <laughs> Who beat up and I'm, sexually harassed? I'm, harass going, on, I'm going on IMDb and I'm copy and pasting his fucking filmology, and that's it. I have all my picks. I was going to do the rest of the sentence. No. They beat up and sexually harass everyone they encounter while trying to chase down Mr. Big and score drugs for their police commissioner. So, what the fuck is this? Okay, Can- here's the thing. Here's the thing. This guy did canon film level films and lower all throughout the 80s, right? So imagine like a really bad canon film, and he would do stuff way worse than that. Like, that was his whole thing, is he, like, he was just a weird-looking dude. The, the casting directors, producers wanted him in the movie just because he looked weird, and they'd throw him in there. I think he was in um, Samurai Cop as well. Yes, he was. He was and he's also yeah. in some movie called Vampire Boulevard as Frankenblade. Yo, what's going on, everybody? This is Mega Ram. Teacher, rapper, hero, and huge wrestling fan. Every week, you can join me and my co-host and a special guest talking about the week in wrestling, talking about historic events, and playing some great hip-hop influenced by, you got it, wrestling. It's Mega Rand. Matt Mania is the name of the show. Search that on any of your favorite podcast apps. Tune in, turn it up, 
Got the whole world in his hands now. So Bill Mosley uses the same incoming mail joke twice while hitting LG with a hammer, and I I feel like that was a, a riff on like he just riffed that line while they were recording and he was like oh, I don't I don't think I didn't get the laugh. I don't think they got it the first time. Yeah. Let me do it again. Yeah, yeah, let me do the, let me use this again. I don't think I got the laugh that I was going for on incoming <laughs> mail. It's fucking like gold, that. Toby. It's gold. <laughs> no, I'm sure Toby was like it's gold, Bill. Do it again. <laughs> so, Let's not give Toby Hooper a get out of jail free card for <laughs> anything. That's true. Yeah, it was essentially like, yeah, that was good. That was fucking good. Yeah, you're going to try it again. You're going to try it one more time? Okay. We'll Dennis, more come time. here. <laughs> does Drayton, does that, does it explode? Like, because yeah, it explodes off screen. Everyone except for Stretch and Chop Top are killed from an off screen grenade explosion. That but just where, happens. Where is that said? No one says that. No, the grenade drops, and then you see uh, Stretch and Chop Top like running out of the catacombs up those stairs, and in the background you just hear like, like yeah, there's the, just like a muffled explosion oh, like, that kills off over fifty percent of the characters <laughs> in the movie. But we don't need to see that, right? That's fine. <laughs> this family dinner or family breakfast and the mom's like to his to her older brother to the older brother like go wake up joey or whatever the fucking name is he goes mom my cereal's gonna get all soggy like he's like and like and he's just oh my god he's just like jesus mark god plug in the pressure cooker so we can have some chicken parmesan in the night ma and he's like just standing there like and like <laughs> We, Man, that was good. That's totally off the cuff, too. I know you. But uh, When you go to the store, get some marinara sauce for that chicken parmigiana. Uh, and he's just standing there like he's holding the fridge door open for like three goddamn minutes. They're discussing stuff with the kid. And I'm just sitting watching the TV being like, shut the door. Like he's not doing anything. Like I'm getting so angry. Like, yeah. This is how they imagine human beings would act. But nobody in their right mind would act this way. And it, it, even uh, I think even Mo to an extent is is just like a weird, not human being. Yeah, <laughs> he is he is throughout this entire movie so laid back about everything that's happening. Like he is, oh, what a, who, but he he he. It's just so that his character can have like that southern drawl sometimes, yeah, but and like, then. He could have these shitty puns sometimes. To Even jump till the end of the movie yeah. when he knows the stuff is killing people. <laughs> He's like, well, I, I've, I've got a gun on you, and I, I, I'm going to make you eat the stuff. No, that's so, what I'm going to do. So the best... What the fuck, Mo? Have some sort of no, the best. The best part of his laid-backness is when they're in the radio station, and uh, Chocolate Chip Charlie, who is the star of this movie in my eyes... Uh, bursts, <laughs> bursts apart, and there's just like it's like the blob. It's this huge fucking thing of the stuff, and he like very casually just like breaks a glass window and just climbs in there and just like plucking people up and setting the stuff on fire like super cash. Like it's with the, with well, electricity oh, though. Is that yeah. how electricity works? Yeah. I don't know. 
He shoots uh, a cable. Well, uh, well, folks, here here in the studio, uh, a man just exploded. So I, I guess I better be hitting the old dusty trail. <laughs> I, I got to get on my way now. I'd love talk to y'all later. I'd love for Mo to do like War of the Worlds radio broadcast. <laughs> oh, well, it appears that there's uh, aliens coming down here, uh, ladies and gentlemen. Um, uh, I'd, I'd suggest that you y'all get in your home and and board up the windows because uh, they're they're exploding people. They're, uh, people turning into dust out there. So uh, uh, it's just the, the craziest thing I think I've ever seen. So so why do they call him Mo? Because I don't think they really explain that in the movie. Oh oh, they call him Mo because he never panics. <laughs> Uh, yeah, well, it, it appears here that you, uh, you've you got full-blown cancer, and uh, you, you've only got about three more months to live. <laughs> I feel like he'd be like, and you're going to die tomorrow, because he, he would just be like, eh, whatever. Well, I, I'm afraid that it was a, a stillborn. <laughs> <laughs> Hold up, hold up, Bukaki, Gears of War. I don't see a connection. Also, gross. Well, I mean, every time you chainsaw them, your screen gets splattered. No, no, listen, listen to me. This is me time. This is Shane O'Clock. It's <laughs> a number muncher with a fat dick. That's the sound of a reference going straight over our heads. Josh, um, what's your favorite hentai movie? Congratulations! Dun 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 Order place, yes, motherfucker. It's done. It's done! But they're a Japanese company, so maybe they don't really know, you know, what happened on September 11th. Now be damned if some six-year-old from Tupelo, Mississippi is gonna outdo me on bakery desserts. Oh my gosh, Shane, no. That's just like your opinion, man. We're talking more about air conditioning than we have ever talked about games. Where can you get references like these with your weekly video game news? Only on the Geekscape Games podcast. Join Shane, Josh, Derek, Juan, Carlos, Courtney, and Adam as they discuss the last week in video games. From news and previews to reviews and teardowns. Stick around, you might actually learn something. Why do we keep watching movies where little brothers spy on their sister? That, oh my god, I wrote down what he said, and she's like, Ah, you little bastard, you're, you're spying. He's like, Yeah, you've got big fucking tits, and I'm gonna tell everybody I saw. <laughs> This is one of the old cases where I'm like totally okay with the child acting. I'm like, yes, absolutely. That's what I needed. Fuck that. It's great. Uh, so I only really have like one or two more important notes. But one of my favorite notes is uh, he can't arrest us. He's Santa. He's Santa. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, and I was watching this movie with somebody, and he turned over and he looked at me. He went, he doesn't have jurisdiction here. <laughs> <laughs> there is nothing more uncomfortable than the fact that this this non-mobile puppet, for lack of better words, it's like seductive skills, is that it just shows like this plastic hands slowly raising up and down the leg of the girl and it's like oh god this is so uncomfortable <laughs> it's just wide open mouth it can't open or close <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, 
it's I, always sticking fingers in its mouth or sticking its fingers in someone else's mouth. He tries to feed her a bug to show that he's an all right guy. <laughs> <He's> like, <laughs> uh, the whole time I was just like, I can't masturbate to this. <laughs> oh, fuck. Is that no. because your buddy was hanging out with you? or? <laughs> well, yeah, that too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, buddy. Uh, just look over there for a minute. <laughs> we are watching 2006's VH1. <laughs> Flavor of Love, season two. Why? Yeah, why did you start with season is, two? Well, because season two is the best season of it. I've watched all three seasons of Flavor of Love, and I'll tell you right now, season two is the best one. <laughs> right. So we we get the first episode. By the way, do you know what the concept of Flavor of Love, like you guys have seen? Yeah, Flavor women Love, are right? fighting over of uh, Flavor Flav, right? In 2006, Flavor Flav was 47 years old, all right? Why would anyone date an old, broke gremlin of a man that is Flavor Flav? Okay. Okay. It makes no fucking sense to me, but apparently 50 women are just fucking vying to have sex with this man. So um, so the first episode, well, there was three seasons of the show, so actually 60 because 20 women... Per season, right? So the first episode happens, all right? And there's a fist fight within the first 60 seconds of the show coming on. Uh, these two chicks start beating the shit out of each other. Uh, Flavor Flav gives the girls terrible nicknames because he's a piece of shit and he's a sexist piece of garbage. <laughs> and he's not going to remember any of their real names. So he gives them awful nicknames, nicknames like something and toasty and delicious like these are the nicknames that he gives these women um it 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 cuts to like talking head interviews with these women and there's a lot of accusations of being a lesbian getting thrown around a lot of the women are like oh you're a lesbian Uh, um he has a spy he has a spy in the house okay to to like infiltrate and talk to these women so whatever but her name is eyes eyes all right and it literally shows a scene where he goes yo there's a spy in here and then they all look at the chick like your name is eyes (laughs) Um, oh uh okay so it's like the bachelor right so there's like an elimination ceremony but instead of roses he gives them a clock to wear around their neck right because flavorfully um sweet is that for real are you making a joke no, no, no. I'm not fucking kidding you right now, man. <laughs> okay. This is, it's, it's on YouTube. Go watch Flavor of Love. It's Jesus fucking Christ. Amazing. Okay. So he gives whatever. He does the elimination ceremony. cuts like these three chicks out. Um, this girl, after the elimination ceremony, shits herself. What? Shits, she shits herself. <laughs> and she I heard shits you, but this is just... I know, I know. It's amazing. All right, so she shits herself. She shits herself. You keep All saying it's her. amazing, but that's not what what I'm thinking. <laughs> no, 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 no. Guys, it's the best. I'm telling you right now. It's okay. All right, 
But she shits herself. She shits like she's wearing a dress, so she shits all over the floor, right? And you can tell that you can tell that Flavor Flav is like pissed, but it it's after the elimination ceremony, so he can't send her home. Like it's too late now <laughs> to send this chick home because it's after the elimination. <laughs> <laughs> It's so fucking amazing. <laughs> it's so. Oh, so I think stopped. Adam likes stuff like that because it makes him feel better about his life. It reminds him of is, taxidermy. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's what taxidermy. Okay. It, it was like the food. It was like the puking scene from taxidermy. Absolutely. Ugh. So that's part one of Flavor of Love. Um, you're gonna get an episode breakdown on everyone for the next couple of episodes until I get burnt out because so, it is so, actually one of the most depressing shows that I've ever seen in my entire life. <laughs> that's what I'm looking forward to is you realizing that this is not worth the effort and just getting over it. <laughs> I, uh, it's funny because I'm sitting here and I'm like, motherfucker didn't finish, <laughs> wasn't able to finish Blood rage. <laughs> but, yeah. But he's, but he's actively going to sit down and rewatch Flavor of Love for for literally no one but himself. <laughs> like, like he can pretend that this is for the podcast, but really it's because he was like, "Man, I kind of want to rewatch Flavor of Love. How can I justify I have, this?" I have my priorities in order, Matt. I know what I'm doing. I need to justify this decision. I'll just say it's for the podcast. I don't need to justify anything. Back in 2008, you. Back in 2008, I owned all three seasons of Flavor of Love on DVD. All right, I don't need to justify anything. I love this show. <laughs> I can't imagine it has that much rewatch value, and that's coming from me, who has so many DVDs that have no rewatch value. Matt, watch the first episode of this. It's fucking amazing, man. You guys are, like, you ever watch Jerry Springer? You know, you just watch Jerry because it's, like, filthy, right? Like, you you can't believe how gross these people are. That's why you watch Flavor Love. I don't need that in my life, really, really, at all. (laughs) I, I, I pick up enough dog poop that I don't need more of that in my life. think you would have offended any of the flavor of love women if they knew that you referred to them as dog poop or they or th- <laughs> I was talking about the show being dog poop or they would have went on television to try to have sex with you because you called them dog poop it's hard to say <laughs> oh no guys don't worry they all went on to do porn afterwards you're, you're so they have no self-respect Scott, Ugh, i don't want to see that scott of love he's like your nickname's dog poop <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> After we do the toast, I was like, what is that f***ed up smell in my crib, yo? Right now, I'm going to leave y'all for a little bit. Then I seen this girl in the back. She kind of went out of frame for a minute, but then she came back. But thanks for coming down, y'all. Really- when she came back, she had this look on her face like... Hey, baby. welcome. Cheers, man. See y'all later and blessings, all right? Have a good time, y'all. Thank you. After we do the toast, something takes off upstairs. Oh, my God. That's nasty. Mm. I smell it. Mm. Elimination.
conversation is over, I just want a sigh of relief. So I take this deep breath and what is that smell? My God! <laughs> and as I'm going up the steps, I look down and I was like, no! Watch your step. I like it. Watch your step. Someone, oh, yeah, watch out. What is that? Oh, my God. Watch out. I think. I was like, wait a minute. I know we don't have no dogs in here, but they're on my steps. Oh, no. Hey, yo. I'm like, where did this come from? Something. Something pooped on the floor. Something is on herself, kid. That's all I've got, I believe. That time on the clock says that it's time for some uh, flavor of love. See what I did there? Uh, he has a yeah, clock you around know his what neck. Time it is. <laughs> All right. Uh, I just, I just don't want to end up repeating myself and having the audience be like, "No, you already told us about that episode." So, do you guys remember I told you how at the first elimination ceremony that girl shit on the floor? Yeah, and then you said yes, that and he... then she got kicked out the next episode. Yeah, because right? he couldn't no, deal no, with he it. He let her stay the next episode. What? Yeah, he was like, you know, you shit on the floor, but I think you're cool, so I'm going to let you stay, okay? Okay. You guys remember? Okay. So Scott's making me nervous because he said that that girl got eliminated, so let's see. Hey, audience, if I'm, I'm repeating myself, I'm sorry, I'm pretty but sure you said, gets old I'm pretty sure you <laughs> said that she got eliminated at the end of episode two. No, okay, so then we must have done episode three because he does finally eliminate that girl <laughs> at the end. He goes, you know, I was trying to get over the fact that you shit on my floor, but <laughs> I just can't get over the fact that you shit on my floor, so you got to go. <laughs> so let's, uh, so yeah, that's where that ended. Of course, everybody's doing terrible, awful, racist things, eating fried chicken, getting drunk all the time. The show is just the epitome of fucking trash. It's terrible. Uh, it doesn't portray anybody in a good light. <laughs> so bad. So episode four uh, opens with Flav waking up in a bed with two of the girls from the house in bed with him. Did they have sex? Did they do stuff the night before? I don't know. Kind of heavily implies they did, though. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, you know, to continue the dehumanizing de-human- of these women even further, the first like the first competition that they have to do that day is everybody's got to give Flav a strip tease. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> so they're sitting in the living room of this mansion at like 10 in the fucking morning they're doing this. Everybody gets on their skankiest outfits. They got to give Flav a strip tease. Uh, honestly, the show the show is like Saw or something. <laughs> <laughs> He's trying to convince them to kill themselves. <laughs> I think on next week's episode, Flav is going to tie them ass to mouth, like, end to end to end, to see who gives up first. So, uh, he's, he's, you know, making them all grind on his lap and stuff, and he's holding a bullhorn the whole time he's doing it, and he's just screaming, like, yeah, woo, into this bullhorn, just awful, terrible, terrible stuff. So, uh, oh, so uh, the one girl wins the elimination, and he builds it up. He's like, we're going to go to one of my favorite places. It's going to be amazing. You're going to love it. And he builds it up to be this awesome, fancy thing. Uh, but that obviously wasn't in the production budget because he just takes this girl to <laughs> Kentucky Fried Chicken and they eat KFC. <laughs> oh, my God. God damn, that's awful. That is so awful. This is... All right, so – so one of the two girls that had spent the night, uh, you know, sleeping in Flav's bed accuses another one of the girls of having sucked his dick throughout the night. And uh, the girls are like, well, did you did you see this happen? 
And she goes, no, but, you know, I could hear it. And they're all like, well, what does the blowjob sound like? And she's like, like, starts making all these noises and shit. So uh, the girl that gets taken to to KFC, um, oh, two girls won the stripping elimination. So the one girl gets taken to KFC. The other girl, she gets to go picking strawberries. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So, like, it's it's just this, like, vastly different. It's like, you're choosing favorites here, Flav. What the fuck? It's so cruel to do to people. Oh, my okay. God. So it turns out that it was a really bad idea for that girl to have started the blowjob rumor um, because it turns out that she had talked to the girl, you know, that she had accused of, of giving a blowjob and it had admitted to her that she had done a bunch of porn. <laughs> so a really bad idea to make an enemy out of that girl because um, she goes to Flav and she says, you know, uh, this girl told me everything. She's been in, in porn. This is her porn name. She told me the production company she worked for, blah, 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 blah. Uh, so Flav's like, okay, I'm going to go do some research on the internet and uh, blah, blah, blah. So it takes us all up to the elimination ceremony. So at the elimination ceremony, he asks the girl, like, have you ever done porn? Is this something that you've ever done before? Be honest with me. And she says, no, Flav. I've never done that before, not in a million years. And out of his coat, he literally pulls a computer printout uh, <laughs> picture of her naked with two fingers in her pussy lying on bed. And he goes, oh, no, you've never done porn before. Okay, I believe you. And so that girl gets eliminated. Everybody, you know, knows what time it is. And that's the end of episode four. <laughs> wow. So, hey, I have a question. Do, um, <clears throat> do you think it would have been a lot funnier if he would have had the production company because they obviously were in on it um if he would have had them find a dvd case of the porn she was in and pull that out of his copy like what about this or if he <laughs> no, found I like a found a like vhs was, tape like, in the woods and was like yeah, i found this out in the woods <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, Flame's like, well, uh, you know, I want to think about this. Give me a second. He goes on a real introspective walk, and he just finds some porn mags. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so, oh, did I tell you, by the way, that the name of the production company that makes this show is called Mindless Entertainment? Yes, you brought that up every time. God damn it. All right, perfect. Fuck it off. So, I'm, so we're, all caught up, we're all caught up to episode we're up to episode five. I've, I can see where I had, you know, written down one or two notes for episode five. I must have got depressed and shut it off. So, <laughs> I'm, I'm looking at the clock. I'm seeing what time it is. Oh, and- yeah. You know what time it is. <laughs> flavor, 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 man. All right. <laughs> oh, what, what degradation have you uh, sat through today? <laughs> this one. As bad as it is, is actually one of the the not as as terribly degrading and dehumanizing episodes. Although, still pretty bad. They kind of give the girls some leeway, and they all degrade themselves in this one. Um, so the girls get a flavogram, which is uh, sort of like a, a message from Flav because he's too lazy to go from the upstairs bedroom to the downstairs kitchen to to tell them anything. Um, so he get they get a flavogram. And it says that they're going to be having a party today, uh, and they're all going to have to set up um, the party and get it ready for all his friends. Uh, they all just bicker and yell and scream at each other the whole time, as as per usual. So the the party begins with uh, Flav saying that they need to, to treat his guests real good, 
and show his guests a good time. Uh, here's the guest list. Uh, G-Unit, the Ying Yang Twins, uh, Bishop Don Juan, 3-6 Mafia, and Warren G are all the guests at this party, as well as their entourage and all their hanger-ons. So uh, all the girls freak the fuck out. So, uh, you know, they're all excited. And, and Flav tells all these people, you know, you got to report back to me. Tell me what you think about all these girls. So from fucking second one, these girls all start acting like strippers, like literally getting up on tables, bending over, doing booty shakes, showing off their asses, pulling out titties and stuff, just really slutting it up. But Flames seems to be pretty cool with it. He seems like, yeah, that's what I told them to do is show my friends a good time. You know, that's that's exactly what I wanted. Um, so, Wait, you know, so they're all, are you trying to say that all these girls aren't already strippers? Uh, only one is a confirmed stripper. She she straight up says, uh, "Yeah, I have a I have a pole in my living room, and I do like cam shows and stuff." So she Whoa. straight up admits it. Um, yeah, but the rest of them, uh, no, not so much. So yeah, it's like bent over for like twelve dudes shaking their pussies, doing pussy pops and stuff. Um, <laughs> um, so by far the sluttiest girl, the one with the stripper pole, uh, decides. You know, all these celebrities are getting all this attention. What I'll do is I'll go and I'll pay attention to their entourage. So she's literally stripping it and slutting it up for for the hanger-ons, like the no-name people that are in the background of the party. She starts going and like flirting with all of them and stuff. Um, and she's like pulling her titty out and stuff. And Flav's like, whoa, I didn't tell you to be that nice and all this shit. And uh, then it smash cuts to her throwing up in a bathroom because it's it's 11 a.m. when they're having this party and she got too drunk first thing in the morning. <laughs> Ugh. Yeah, it's it's fucking depressing. So <laughs> yeah, as as you're like just gleefully explaining all the horrible shit that this show has these people do. Hey, whatever. I've been there before. That chicken can deal with it. Um <laughs> So one girl, oh, the one girl gets asked if she's, by 3-6 Mafia, no less, is asked if she's a fan of Flavor. And she says, yeah, I, I like Flavor. And they go, oh, yeah? Name one of his songs. And she can't name a single fucking song that he's done. It just gets called out so hard. And they pull Flav over and are like, yo, this girl doesn't know any of your music. And it's just so cringy to watch because she's just getting, like, so embarrassed and just ashamed. Uh, so whatever, party's over. Flav's going to get the rundown from all his homies about what they think of these girls. Uh, here's the rundown. Uh, they're all fake sluts and they're here for TV. <laughs> Literally everyone. Not a single one gets a, night, a good recommendation from these guys. Um, so Flav pulls one of the girls up to his, uh, his room the next morning and they start aggressively making out. Uh, here's a quote for you. I got down on that ass, and she got to Apple, son. That's a quote that I wrote down. What does what an apple mean? Uh, just a big booty. Oh, she's got an apple. I thought she got his apple, and I'm like, no, what no. part of his genitalia is the apple? Yeah, that's a, I, I hope his penis isn't shaped like an apple. <laughs> uh, so it's been a while since we had a fight, so uh, these two girls named Boots and Crazy go at it for like 15 minutes while Flav just sits there and watches. And uh, I guess he feels like Boots won the fight because then he takes her to go out for a swim and they aggressively make out in the swimming pool. Um, I like the, so, I like the uh, adjective aggressive there. It's nice. It's, it's always very aggressive. Like, he will grab them 
angrily by the back of the head, and it's almost like they're smashing mouths together. Just boom! Like, fuck you might as well headbutt them with his lips. It's crazy. <laughs> so the big girl's feeling really left out. You know, she's feeling neglected. So she goes to Flav's room, and he, she shows him all this uh, like sexy lingerie that she has. And the whole time, like, Flav's just mugging to the camera, like, ooh, ooh, uh. Anyway, she gets eliminated that night. Um. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, she gets eliminated, and uh, Flav brings in a special guest that's going to help him judge the next day's competition. And that guest is New York. And all the girls shit their pants. Now, I'll tell you about New York, who New York is, and what happens in the next episode on next week's episode of Horror Movie Night. <laughs> so wait, wait, are you saying that that all the girls shit their pants and then Flav has to? Oh no, I them? forgot that in this show it's a possibility that people might actually shit their pants. <laughs> Nobody actually shits their pants. What's up, everybody? This is Brian here to tell you about our podcast, Binge Town TV. Our hosts include seven best friends with a love for all things television. We cover a range of genres with a focus on fantasy and sci-fi, but also dip our feet into drama, horror, comedy, and pretty much anything we think is good television. We use the traditional deep dive formula for new live shows that are released week to week, but our calling card is our Rooks and Vets and Pitchtown TV series. Rooks and Vets pairs two of our hosts that have seen a show with two of our hosts that have not seen a show. Pitchtown TV is when we have a special guest pitch us a show by having us watch the pilot and trying to convince us to watch the rest. If you're craving more content on some of your favorite TV shows, then you should listen to Bingetown TV. Find us on our website at bingetowntv.com, the Apple Podcast app, Spotify, or wherever else you may find your podcast. You're listening to the Geekscape Network. 